It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple and of course wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, it is a Sunday morning around Dubai. Our weekend continues and we are up to November the 5th today. And coming up this morning, we are taking you back across the last seven days with some of the the stories, the interviews, some of the predictions. We will have all of that on the way very shortly. I trust your weekend is going well. It's a good one. Maybe it's another realist state day for you around the UAE. We got an email from you, Kevin, in the UK, and uh, so sorry that this took a while to get back and respond to your question. Apparently that went into our spam folder, and isn't that annoying when a genuine email goes into the spam folder? I wonder how many missed opportunities and uh, money people end up losing as a result of that. But anyway, we are on to your case, Kevin. You said in your email that the UK economy is looking forever gloomy and that you and your wife have decided to move to Dubai along with your two school-aged children and that you have visited twice this year and that you are looking to relocate early next year. And you said that if Labour gets in at the next general election in the UK, that one of their manifesto pledges is to add 20% VAT to private independent school fees. Now, this is interesting because you say that in light of that, schools in Dubai look competitive compared to the UK. And you wanted to know, do families with school-aged children choose to live in a specific gated community based on their preferred school or do they choose the community in which they would like to live and their children perhaps travel to a school that isn't necessarily the closest one in their community? And you go on to say that the reason you ask is that you would like very much to be part of a community, especially for your teenage children, and that during your visit you wanted to get a feel for various gated communities, but obviously you can't enter them without having a specific location to visit and you didn't want to get bombarded by agents by arranging a viewing for each community that you were interested in but without that you were not able to get a look around and get a bit of a a feel for them which is obviously so really important to you. So your question was, do the agents ever organise things like open days where potential buyers can get in to have a look around? Now, that is a really good question that you're posing there, and I am sure that next Tuesday, Mario will be right across that. So we will be able to answer all of those questions for you. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get an email through to us, our email is dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. Well, coming up next, we are looking at some of those interviews that we've talked about over the last 
last week. We are more than just a real estate podcast. We cover a multitude of subjects, including property data, current buyer-seller sentiment, and the mood of the market. Follow each week all of the main talking points and know your property. Well, I think the reason why you don't need to go and see, particularly the the frenzy feeding time, is you've already seen that with real estate agents at these launches. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Now, what an amazing analogy. And yes, uh, the humankind is there, one trying to get up on the other, you know, just to to grab the tokens to be able to sell something. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, no need to go. And there is an area on the north side of Dubai, not too far away from downtown Dubai and Dubai Creek Harbour, that is attracting some attention. And it's an area that is reshaping, I think that's fair to say, its reputation and potential as a real estate market. So, Mario, what's happening in this space? Well, we're dealing with an Egyptian developer called LMD, who actually has done nine projects in Egypt, one in Greece, one in Spain, two finished products in Dubai, and two now under construction. This is now the th- another one that's under construction. It's in an area called Al Jadaf. Al Jadaf, we haven't spoken about it. Uh, it's just on the borders of the creek. Definitely, there are many uh, plots there that are being redeveloped and being bought by developers now. So, it is an area of focus. What's particularly interesting about this particular product is that the uh, this particular tower is literally uh, located on a plot behind the headquarters of Diwa. Now, Diwa, for the listeners, is the uh, Dubai Electricity and Water Authority, and it's going to house thousands of employees. Now, these people potentially may want to live somewhere close by to where they work, and having a tower built literally walking distance to this particular building will be an investor's uh, dream, notwithstanding the fact that it is only a seven-minute walk to the actual Al Jadaf metro station, which then links up the whole of Dubai. So it's up and coming. The prices are good. It's a renowned developer and definitely, you know, would be worth uh, a look for any listener who's interested in investing in Dubai. If you're serious about real estate, we're serious about delivering the most comprehensive property information every week. Yes, guys. So Hassin Residence is launched by Dugasta Properties. It's next to the Maktoum International Airport, which is the south of Dubai. And they're bringing like high quality homes to the middle income families. And the studios are starting from 342,000 dirhams, which is $92,000. And the two bedrooms are like for 1.1 million which is again, $300,000. And they also have a new scheme for the home buyers at Al Hassin residence. They actually guarantee you an 8% annual return on the investment for the first five years, followed by a buyback option on the fifth year. So if you want to sell it back after five years, you can directly sell it back to the developer. And as soon as the buyer signs up an agreement and pays the full amount, and the next day, they will sign quarterly rental checks for the five years and hand you over the property. Also, this one comes with a five-year service charge waiver. So it's a perfect option for an investor who's looking for like cash flow. 
Correct, Craig. Yeah. So I've been in the same area, uh, IMPZ there for a few years now. And, you know, I felt the change was due and, and my lease is approaching its end as well. But, you know, the one thing I'm noticing from a kind of client's perspective now is, you know, most of the properties I'm inquiring on, either the agent is not responding, the property is no longer available, or the agent is telling me the landlord is actually seeking a higher premium than that's stated in the ad. So I did, however, get in touch with one agent the property she had listed was gone. However, she was very attentive and had, you know, offered me a range of alternatives in the same tower and the tower next door, one of which I'm actually closing on this week. So again, it just shows the importance of finding and working with a, a true professional uh, through your home search, whether it's a rental or a sale, because the, the difference is night and day, you know, in the experience you can have in the market. So when I found someone that I could rely on and that had stock, I, I absolutely latched onto her. So I can understand how clients feel, you know. Navigate the world of real estate like a pro with expert insights, opinions and trends to up your game and knowledge when buying your next property. The real estate industry, it can be pretty gruelling for leadership teams working in Dubai especially. And when you look at this region, James, are there any unique challenges in the UA compared to others that leaders may face in other companies? Yeah, I mean, I think in the region generally, the, the war for talent is is real. Um, the real estate sector is booming, particularly across the, the GCC, and therefore the cost for talent and the ability to find top talent uh, is increasingly challenging. And because this is uh, such a, a thriving market, we talk quite a lot about just how many real estate agents are in Dubai especially. It is an oversupplied market, but there's a lot going on. So how how challenging is it? Somebody comes to you from one of these top real estate companies. We need to turn to you here, James. You need to find us somebody to lead our organisation. How difficult is that in these times that we face? Well, it, a lot depends on, on where they want to look in the organization's context. So sometimes we, we will lead a, a global search and we'll look all over the world for specific uh, talent that meets their needs, whether that's growth or innovation, uh, for example. But equally, we, we can look across uh, across the region. There are There is good talent there. The challenge for many organizations who are uh, searching is much of the best talent isn't looking. Yeah, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Because if there is somebody that's already in a leadership role that perhaps is not in the real estate game, can they go from one industry into another so long as they can skill themselves up into the job? Yeah, it is possible. And there are some examples of, of very senior people in the region where, where that's the case. I, I do think that in a CEO role, for example, breadth of experience across real estate is is helpful. Many of the top leaders start as civil engineers or architects, for example. There are people who come in from investment banking uh, or, or more kind of finance backgrounds that do it incredibly well. So it's it can be fairly broad. And if you're a really good CEO from a, another organisation that is not real estate, I can't see any reason why somebody couldn't go into a top real estate job if you are particularly good with managing people. Yeah, I think you cannot underestimate the importance of leadership in a role like that. Some of these organisations are huge and not all leaders are able to shape culture in a way that will engage and motivate the talent to to be at their best. 
Um, so there are a whole set of attributes. Sales, of course, is important, but there's an awful lot more going on, uh, understanding the market. What's the latest innovation in, in real estate? How can we bring the best architecture to bear and how does that fit the market in, in, in five, ten years when the development is complete? So there's an awful lot, um, an awful lot to be considered when, when selecting top leaders. Don't forget to subscribe. We have so many episodes, all designed to help you better understand the constantly evolving and dynamically changing real estate property market. Are you surprised this year just with all of these compounding records? Like it's almost every week there is so many of these talking points from different commentators. Are you surprised by what's happened this year? Yes, yes, we are. And in fact, when we published our earlier research at the start of the year, our expectation was a slowdown for the real estate, uh, real estate sector in Dubai because we see, you know, a series of pressure points coming from global economic headwinds, inflation, high interest rates. But it seems that Dubai market really remained immune to all of this. Yeah, I remember some of the the questions because you were sort of wanting to know about Dubai's real estate companies and how they would continue to de-leverage and improve their credit health in 2023. And we will get to that in just a moment. But what are the prevailing trends in the current sector and what risks are associated with a potential cyclical reversal? And I I can't believe I'm actually saying reversal. <laughs> yes, no, our expectation now is that over the next, say, 12 to 18 months, um, there will be a slowdown. So it's a, it's a relatively mild uh, scenario. We're not talking about, uh, you know, sector collapse, but we think uh, demand will slow down a little bit and there could be some correction on the prices that have really hit uh, a high level. You know, as you know, this, the year has been very strong. We're still talking on a full year basis of a price increase of up to 18 uh, percent on on the average for the market but we we still you know see some uh, some risks because we're reaching the previous peak levels and we see some increasing traction in smaller units which sort of suggests that you know the properties are becoming more expensive the buyers are really hitting the purchasing power limit at, at, to some degree so we think there could be some correction a mild one though the pressure points are coming from both sides supply has been very strong and will remain strong and demand may soften as well so it's on both sides of the supply-demand equation. But what factors might actually trigger or decelerate a market correction uh, in this market? I think you have to start with the big picture, the macro view. We still expect the, the region altogether to grow. So 22 was uh, exceptionally good. Yeah, we, uh, For the GCC region, we're talking about 5 to 8% growth um, for GDP. Now we think there will be a slowdown. It mainly has to do with reduced uh, oil production. While the prices still remain good, uh, but the non-oil economy is still doing well. You might have seen the numbers uh, for UAE; it's tracking at five, around five percent. So it's really performing well. But if the economic uncertainties that we see globally were to spill over to this part of the region of the globe, this could slow down the demand. And it's not impossible, yeah, because Dubai is an open economy. Really, the bulk of the population are expats. So what's happening elsewhere in the world could also have an impact here. What historically in the previous cycles, um, there's been speculative sell-off by investors that may precipitate, you know, or intensify the market correction. 
we think this risk is still here, uh, although uh, what we see as well is that developers are imposing some limits in terms of how quickly you can resell your off-plan property. So the developers now want to collect at least 30% or to 40% of cash before you're actually allowed to resell. So this very quick resale is not not possible anymore. And we also notice that developers are now limiting also bulk sales to investors. So as an investor, you, you cannot buy 20 apartments in the same residential building. So this also mitigates to some degree this, this risk. And I guess, um, you know, in Dubai, uh, the population growth is key. So for the population to absorb new supply. And uh, we are seeing the population uh, is growing uh, until September. It was close to 3% population growth. KHDA in Dubai, the school authority released the enrollment numbers that have been very strong. So people keep coming here. So this maybe may extend the momentum for some time, but we'll need to see uh, whether the pattern will change because historically in cyclical troughs, expats just leave. So we'll need to see if they will be more sticky this time around. Well, Tatyana is always a knowledge base to tap into and find out what her latest thoughts are about real estate when it comes to the UAE. Hey, enjoy your Sunday. A new week, of course, awaits tomorrow with more real estate options, more property opportunities. And Kevin, don't get too down there in the UK about the the gloom and the doom. You are, of course, headed to Dubai, so that's that thinking will quickly change. Hey, catch you back next week. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.